Hello, and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that normally explores compelling themes and some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Chris. I'm Brittany. This week, we're doing another sorting chat, since we won't have a full episode this week on Lord of the Rings. We are out of town. Yes. (laughs) So instead, we will be discussing which Hogwarts houses the rulers of Middle-earth would be in. Yes. Yeah. So, why don't we start with Theoden? Theoden King. I would say that Theoden is a Gryffindor. Yeah, I think he is probably a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. I think he's much more so a Gryffindor in the books, maybe, than the movies. Mm-hmm. The movies, he might be a little more Hufflepuff, where he's like, he's loyal to his own people, but mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, the human race mm-hmm. or his neighbors, but it's like much Though more he, insular. He is eventually turned to eventually. fight with Gondor. And he does end up pardoning and working with the men in the mountains and things like that. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like he definitely has a lot of diplomacy in him um, as well, which is really interesting. I definitely wouldn't say he's a Slytherin. No. Or Ravenclaw. (laughs) So I think he's somewhere between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Yeah, but I'd be comfortable saying he's a Gryffindor. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. What about Elrond? Elrond. I mean, Elrond's a Ravenclaw, right? Yeah. Yeah. He just, <laughs> like, he has to be Ravenclaw. He's kind of known as the most learned person in Middle-earth. So mm-hmm. I'd definitely say that he's he's a Ravenclaw. Yes. Yeah. I agree. What about Saruman? Saruman. I mean, he's obviously ambitious mm-hmm. and cunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cunning, I think, is, is really... Slytherin, but I also see him as a bit of a Ravenclaw too. I agree. Because a lot of what he does is, is, you know, building industry and doing these kinds of things that are about efficiency and effectiveness. And Mm -hmm. well, I think that he definitely would prefer to get the ring instead of Sauron. And so there's definitely some ambition there. I don't know if that ambition is is entirely self-preservationist and instead of preserving the world, you know, in whatever way he mm-hmm. can, and preserving his knowledge of the world. Well, and I think it's interesting, because wasn't it that it was through the Palantir that he kind of got a little more corrupted by mm-hmm. Sauron? But, like, he was using it because he wanted more information. He wanted more knowledge. And so, yeah, I think it's hard. He, he seems very slither claw. Uh, it's kind of hard to choose. Like, the cunning part is where I see that he, just with his words, mm-hmm. he can convince people to do whatever. Agreed. But, uh, yeah, I think kind of where he, he's gotten a lot of the places he's gone because of that knowledge-based motivation. Yeah. So, And I, and I see yeah. him especially becoming Saruman of the Many Colors being a Ravenclaw thing, you know? Where he's mm. saying, I'm no longer going to be trapped by one color, by white. I'm going to do all of these things, right? I'm going to be mm-hmm. open to everything in the world. Not just this one color that's been placed upon me, but all of the colors. Because, you know, I'm not going to limit myself into only understanding or only being a part of this one part of the world. I see that as being very Ravenclaw as well. Mm. Yeah, so he's probably primarily Ravenclaw and his secondary would be Slytherin for sure. I could see that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Well, what about Galadriel, the only female ruler? Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, Galadriel might be a Slytherin. Yeah. I don't know if I... I mean, she has some cunning, mm-hmm. right? And she definitely has some ambition mm-hmm. since she was so tempted by the ring when it was there. And I could obviously see her being resourceful as well. Because I'm, I'm seeing how she works to basically cut LaFlorian off from everything and keep it in a kind of magical stasis mm-hmm. as being... Yeah, almost a kind of ambition of the world. What the world needs to look like. And her using her control of this space to make at least this space look exactly how she thinks it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of that kind of desire for control for me feels very Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I could see also Ravenclaw with her just being able to see the future mm-hmm. and making decisions very much based on knowledge not necessarily power and yeah wanting to even if she's yeah Lothlorien is kind of cut off from the rest of the world still having like a lot of communications outside of that like with Mm. Elrond and stuff like that and yeah seeming to take a lot of things into consideration but I would be comfortable putting her as a Slytherin as the primary okay what about Celeborn (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't even get sorted. <laughs> He's a squib. <laughs> <laughs> At least in the movies he is. <laughs> I mean, the books, he's not great either. And, and I feel like you also see a lot more of Galadriel like being like, okay, shush now to yeah. him in the books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Adults are talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I always thought it was Celeborn. I'm not sure. I think in Elvish that the sea is always a hard sea, but I might hmm. be wrong. Okay. Yeah. Good question. Well, what about Denethor? Oh, Denethor. He seems like a corrupted Hufflepuff. I agree. Yeah, because he's so loyal to the memory and, you know, just in general to Boromir Mm -hmm. that he just doesn't even see anything else. and, And it doesn't matter what happens outside of, yeah, his adoration and loyalty to this one person yeah and to like his house yeah and and then to gondor wider mm-hmm. right like he cares more about protecting gondor and if gondor falls then the world falls and that's okay for him you mm-hmm. know and and gandalf challenges him on that that you know sure we haven't been here with gondor but we've been dealing with the rest of the world because more of this more matters than just gondor mm-hmm. and i don't think that he sees that so i i think that you put it exactly right that he's a corrupted hufflepuff yeah because yeah he's so bitter too mm-hmm. that other people in other kingdoms weren't loyal to gondor mm-hmm. and weren't helping all this time and yeah, it's like, oh, well, if Gondor's going to fall, then I'm going to kill myself and my son because like this is the end of my line and it can't end this way. Yeah, he just he's so kind of hung up on these ideas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But also, yeah, it's kind of patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So would Sauron be our last one? I mean, I have no idea what house what to put Sauron, Sauron possibly in. be. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's a Slytherin. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Salazar like made his house partially with Sauron in mind. Quite possibly. Yes. 
Because because I think like it's beyond just kind of the like Slytherins being bad though, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. he is obviously ambitious. He wants to rule the world, mm-hmm. but he's also very cunning. You know, like in the history, he started out as like a beautiful character who was able to fool the elves, even after they knew he was evil. He was like, okay, I'll work for you. Thank you for helping me rehabilitate. I just really do want to help you. Yeah. Now let's forge these rings. I bet you're really gonna dig it. Mm-hmm. Like he that is that cunningness. You that know? is a quote from him. Oh, that's absolutely. Absolutely a quote from him. Similarly, in page 28, I think you're really going to dig it. Yeah, Sauron. That's a thing. Um, as long as you cite your sources, Mr. <laughs> oh, <absolutely. Ravenclaw. laughs> But no, I see him being very cunning in that in that sense as well. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not just... And, and even him as the necromancer and him, like, rebuilding his forces on the, on the down low, you know? Like, he mm-hmm. is, I think, a cunning and tactical ruler beyond just, you know, power hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and he's pretty resourceful, right? Mm-hmm. He he takes he sets up his headquarters in an area that is extremely difficult to infiltrate, and you know he makes an indestructible ring <laughs> that's only destructible in his headquarters. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah, yeah. He is the very Slytherin, Slytherin. Absolutely. He is. He is the epitome of a bad (laughs) Slytherin. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's probably all the rulers, right? Yeah, so we'll we'll probably have one more sorting chat about Lord of the Rings that's about kind of the miscellaneous characters we haven't hit yet. I mean, I guess they would be the ruler of the main eagle. What is his name again? Is it Wahir or something like that? Yeah, Yeah. something like that. But I don't think we know enough about them to... We, We don't do that i just thought we should mention him by one. maybe name yeah we could do thor and Oakenshield, i suppose based off yeah. of our our general knowledge of the hobbit which is much less than the lord of the rings itself Mm-hmm. yeah he obviously is super seduced by gold mm-hmm. as as dwarves, dwarves tend to be are. but he's also very brave i think that the mm-hmm. idea of him taking back um the lonely mountain is a kind of thing about bravery and about chivalry and, and getting what's doing what's right for the dwarves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't think that he's doing it because he wants to be king. I think, you know, he recognizes that he's king in the kind of Aragorn type sense, mm-hmm. but he's not doing it for power. He's doing it for what's right. So yeah. I'd be comfortable putting him as Gryffindor. Yeah, but I guess to me also I could see some with Hufflepuff because he's loyal to the dwarves. So he will die for this cause you know Mm. because he thinks it'll benefit his community and obviously he has the patience because he's been waiting forever to do this Mm -hmm. uh but yeah he i would say he's probably a gryffindor with a secondary hufflepuff yeah i can see that a gryffindor a gryffindor All right. Well, I think that's going to end it for us this week. Thank you very much for listening to this shorter episode of our sorting chat. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. You can also go to our website, bit.ly slash geekbetweenthelines, or go to our Patreon site at patreon.com slash geekbetweenthelines. We also appreciate any ratings and reviews you can give us, and it's always very helpful for you to tell a friend and recommend us to, to just someone else who you think will, will do the podcast. We also want to thank Kimberly Taylor Pastel at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find her designs at lacelet.com or searching for Lacelet on Facebook or Instagram. We'll see you next week. Until then, geek, geek out! out.